Hello again, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Simi Pro. I am joined by Josh and Daniel this morning as we talk about Max Payne. What's this movie about again? We're going to start playing a game on the podcast called Will Daniel Talk Over the Intro Music? What's this movie about again? Uh, it's about a man who's in Max Payne. It, uh, me? It's, a, it's about Dalton getting me to not watch Obi-Wan Kenobi and instead talk about Max Payne. No, this one wasn't my idea. This movie was not my idea. I have some doozies on the list of ideas. This was not one of mine. Yeah, I wonder who I, came up with this one. Huh. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I think I think it was like Eitzem or something. I think he. I think Eitzem suggested it, but Josh Josh pushed for it pretty hard. Well, that, no, I don't think I don't think Josh encouraged for this movie at all. I think I think he he actively advocated against it. The whole Marky I, Mark sweep was Josh's idea. Nah, no, no, I don't think so. Nah, that wasn't me. That was because it's all because he wanted to watch the the, the happening. <laughs> well, no, that fair, doesn't that, sound like Josh. That that came about because we, me and Dan, wanted to punish you for trying to make us watch bad Christian movies, which we didn't even do. And now here we are watching Max yeah, Payne. <laughs> here we are watching a. We've watched two bad Christian movies in in the Marky Mark sweep so far. Mm, true. Oh, we love Max Payne. Do we? we I haven't played the game. Josh has played the game, now? so. I, yeah, I'm, I'm the only one who's played the game. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter at all because it's so inconsequential to the game that <laughs> Daniel, did you catch it? He just said "it too." What? <laughs> when he said "at all," doesn't matter at all. He said "it too." Did you know that uh, Ludacris is in this movie? I did. I saw him when I watched it. <laughs> Mister Mister Chris is in this movie. I don't. I, <laughs> I don't like this movie. I don't. I don't like anything about this movie. I just watching it felt like I was having some kind of seizure. Really, mm. um, it's. It, I mean, it's Max Payne. the The whole basis of the games is just man's wife and kid get murdered. Neo noir mystery, but and that's kind of it. You know, he, right. he, he it's does the Punisher. Right. He it's a, it's the Punisher, but he does a bit of like narration and it, he does it's a bit all, of trolling. It has a bit of trolling, and it's all a bit stylized and fun. It, uh, and this then, movie feels like what would happen if I watched The Punisher. Um, what's a good movie that Mark Wahlberg is in? Max Payne. So if I watched The um, Punisher, Transformers, and <laughs> Blade Runner in the same night, that? and then sorry, went into a, a coma, one? this is the dream that I would have in my coma. Dalton, what's a good Marky Mark movie? Transformers. <laughs> oh, Transformers. <laughs> it was the first one that popped in my head, as far as Mark Wahlberg movies go. Mark, you know, when you think about Marky Mark's track record, he really doesn't have a good one. Uh, there's there's Boogie Nights and that movie that just came out about him being like a, a priest and a criminal or something that I think he is meant to be good in. Mm. And then Father other than Stu. that, Father Stu, that's the one. And other than that, it's just been uh, the happenings and the Max Paynes and the Planet of the Apes of the World. The Departed, not bad. 
Yeah, but he's not in the department. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like a minor part in that. All right. Uh, okay, there's, here, there's okay. the other guys. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. This movie is like if I watched, I can't remember the other two movies, Blade Runner, The Punisher, mm-hmm. and Ted 2 all in one night <laughs> and then slipped into a coma. And when I'm in my coma, this movie would be the dream that I had. <laughs> yeah, I, sure. I don't like this movie. I we watched this movie last night, and I I still just barely understand what happened in it because well, the movie does not want to tell you anything about itself. Here's the problem, and we're gonna break down the plot, and so you it may shine through. I don't know. Um, you don't find out anything about this movie until the end of the second act, beginning of the third act. You don't figure out what's happening at all, which is a is right. kind of a staple of like the neo noir murder mystery detective stories. But this movie doesn't give you anything to bite on. You don't get to see Max Payne and his wife, Mrs. Payne, before she's murdered, or his kids before she's murdered. You don't get to meet them. You just kind of dropped into the middle of this guy's, this sullen guy. You just dropped into the middle of his life, and and you don't know what to make of it. You don't know if you're supposed to like him. You really don't, because he's not a very likable character. And... <laughs> We keep getting introduced to these side characters time after time again, some of which I really like, and they're instantly killed off. Nobody's in this movie for more than 15 minutes other than Mark Wahlberg and and maybe Mia Kunis, if she's in well, it for that long. They just uh, First off, he's not a likable character. He's just not a character. He has he, Everyone in this movie is one-dimensional. They, they just have... One well, thing no, Josh. About it. This movie was That's released it. in 3D. <laughs> this, but like, like Marky Mark's thing is, I want to find my the the guy who killed my wife and kid. Mona Mona Sachs's thing is, <laughs> and that's that's her name in the movie. That's Mila Kunis's name. Come on, man. What's her, what's her real name? <laughs> uh, she wants to find who murdered her sister. The bad guy just wants to push drugs. The other bad guy just wants to take drugs, and then. Every everyone else in the movie does not matter, and I can't remember any of their names. I don't even know what Ludacris's name in the movie was. It was, it was Luda. Uh, Chris, comma Luda. <laughs> Luda. Luda. <laughs> um, when I was thirteen. Um. All right, let's do the plot. Let's, yeah. Let's start. Let's start breaking this thing down. And and if you're listening, I say if. Um, if you're listening, just keep in mind that this is a pretty, pretty detailed, accurate plot breakdown. So if you're confused, that's how confused we were. <laughs> Imagine how Spanish. we felt. Right. Um, so we open with Mark Wahlberg, a.k.a. Max Payne, drowning in a lake. And he's drowning and there's some voiceover narration. And he says, I don't believe in heaven. I believe in pain. And then we cut back one week earlier to the cold case office where Max Payne works. I think the idea is he, they may have said this in the movie and I missed it. I think he was transferred there so that he could continue working on his wife's murder because it's been three years and now it's a cold case file. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Um, then we we're introduced to this guy who I was absolutely convinced was the bad guy. (laughs) <laughs> this this character who appears in the movie and disappears within the same scene like he he's he feels like he's being set up me and josh were talking about it like well what is this character gonna be is he he's either gonna be the bad guy or he's gonna be the buddy cop 
Like, he's like, going like, to be the one who gets, like, he gets roped into this and he, he tries to make Maxi the, the right way, but... Why, why movie... did you think that? Because I, I, st I started watching this movie halfway through, as as I, I seem to continuously do with these these Marky Mark films. Um, so I didn't see this character at all. What well, what made you think that that he was going to be either a bad well, just, guy or, or a crucial the, role? Well, the way that all. these movies go is they introduce a character, and then like he's he's the audience standing. You know, he he you, comes usually in. when a, a character is introduced, they. Are in the movie? Is that is that what you're getting at? I think but usually when a character is introduced, they actually do something. <laughs> we thought that he was going to be a main player in this movie because we've seen a movie before. And when you have the new guy who's entering the cold case lab for the first time, and like he's being shown around and he's introduced to your main character, typically that means that he's going to have a role in the movie. Well, you, you see, you see, your problem is you're thinking about this as if it's a movie, which it is not. Right. So this movie, I'm, I'm convinced this movie is some kind of like insurance fraud scam. I, <laughs> like they, they just had a load of money that they needed laundering. And they're like, yeah, put it in the movie. It's Max Payne. No one's going to see this. And no True. one did. And um, no one did, and it was completely inconsequential, and nothing changed in the world. Um, so this character, uh, what did we call him? Just just Detective Man? We didn't, we, we didn't call him anything, because he was gone by the time that we started talking about him. Well, we talked about him for much longer than he was in the movie, because we thought he was going to be a main character. Um, so then we jump ahead sometime, after Max Payne is introduced to this man, and Max Payne is just in a subway station, and we get some cool Punisher stuff. Where he, um, there's some drug dealers or whatever, and Mark Wahlberg followed them while the guy pawned his watch, and then he bought the watch that the guy pawned, and then the guy was like, Hey, that's a nice watch, looks just like one I lost. And Mark Wahlberg or Max Payne was like, Yeah, guy, this is the one you pawned, I bought it, or whatever, and then he kills them, um, except for one of them gets away, and this is where we're introduced to. The drugs, but we don't know what the drugs are yet. We just know that they're drugs. And this man is tripping, and he starts to see these demon bats, and they corner him on a train track, and he gets hit by a train. That's the scene. Um, it doesn't make sense. It's confusing. And it doesn't tie to the next and or previous scene, which you will notice is a, is a recurring theme in the movie Max Payne. So after the shadow bats kill a man, Mark Wahlberg goes to a party with a guy with big glasses, who is another character who I would have liked to have seen more of, who we never see again. He goes to a party and he finds this girl who, with the same tattoo as the druggies, and he begins to question said woman, um, takes her home, presumably to sleep with her. She wants to sleep with him, but well, then... she No, she... So he's at the club and he's like spying and he's trying to investigate. And then the the main bad guy of the movie, who we didn't realize was the main bad guy in the movie at this point, like walks up to him and sort of just stares at him. <laughs> so she does a loop and then walks up to him, pretends to be oh, his girlfriend right. or whatever. I remember because she walked around the entire complex just to get back. She walks out the back door and then walks up next to Mark Wahlberg at the front door. So she just looped around the whole place. Just and to... she's like, hey, babe, where you been? And then they walk off back to his apartment. Instead of just like outside the club, and she she pretends she like tries to be like, oh, you can pretend I'm your wife if it makes you feel better. And he just tells her to get out, um, and then she's gone. 
that's it. Every person in this movie exists for one scene, and then they're gone. Well, this this girl is in two scenes because she gets dead, like the the bats killer, um, or so we think, because she's also taking the drugs, and so she dies. At some point during this whole thing, she stole Max Payne's ID card, like his detective ID, and she leaves it, or it's at the crime scene when she is scattered into a million little pieces. Um, then this other cop, who we also, because at this point we're still a little naive, we, we also thought that this cop was going to be a main character. Um, his <laughs> right. name is Alex. So he finds the ID, and he comes and he picks up Max Payne, and then he takes him to the crime scene just to show him the fact that he found the ID at the crime scene. And then they leave the crime scene and go to a bar where Max Payne yells at him for not being able to solve his wife's murder. So it turns out these two were partners. They were working on her murder together. Max Payne, when they, when neither of them could figure it out, Max Payne went to cold case files and Alex stayed as a regular detective. And that's kind of the, 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 tension between the two of them um so alex feels bad about not being able to solve the murder he pulls out some old files he figures out there's a connection between marky mark's wife's death and this lady's death and the other deaths that have been happening which i would assume is a connection that max Payne would have made given it's about the tattoos and he was hunting down people with the tattoos um i don't understand why that needed like why why Max Payne didn't figure that out already, despite the fact <laughs> that Max, the movie presents it as he figured it out. Max Payne is the worst detective to ever exist. He it's is, no wonder he couldn't solve his wife's murder. It's it's pretty bad. Like he's pretty bad at detectiving. He, he um, also like I mean he gets his wallet stolen by uh, Natasha's her name, the woman from the club, and he just doesn't realize. No, which you think he'd like. Especially since he goes into work the next day, you think he must realize, oh, it's missing. It was probably that woman that came around my house and acted right. really weird. Right. Um, so Alex dies. Mark Wahlberg comes home after getting a message from Max Payne at the office. So he comes home to see Alex murdered in his apartment. So Alex is dead. This character who I would have really liked to have seen more of. It's the actor who played um, Harvey Bullock in Gotham. He was in some other stuff. He... Is not a very good actor, but he's certainly the most <laughs> likable character in the movie so far. Well, he's, he's trying, you know? Yeah, he's, he's doing trying. his best. He's doing about as good as Mia Kunis. Um, don't, and, don't, insult, don't insult him like that. <laughs> uh, and then the worst fight I've ever seen in a movie happens. <laughs> Daniel, I really, I'm sad that you missed this. I should have rewound it so that you could I'm, see it. I'm not. I'm glad I missed it. Like, it's just like... It's a it, collection it, it, of cuts and close-ups of Mark Wahlberg's face with some like some scenes that are just red put in in between them, like some some like quick cuts of just red. Um, it's horrible. Like it's so bad. <laughs> you you don't know what's happening. Like I get that they were going for a confusing tone, but this wasn't confusing. It was more epilepsy inducing. Like it, it, it reminds me of you know the meme sh- scene from Taken. Where it's like a thousand cuts just for Liam Neeson getting over one fence. It reminds me of that, but worse somehow. Yeah, it's it's worse than that. Um, and then it, this also gets a little confusing because the bad guy who we find out later his name is Lu- 
Lupino, Lupino, Lu- I think. Lupino, yes, Lupino. Jack Lupino. Yeah, Jack Lupino. Um, we find out that he was the one who killed Alex. And we find out later in the movie that his whole thing is like decapitating people. And we see that Alex's head has been chopped off of his body. But they don't do that to Max Payne for some reason. Um, probably because he's the main character and he needs to live. So he wakes up in a hospital um, where they came to Max Payne's house to find Alex and found Max Payne also beaten on the floor, not dead, which raises suspicions, as it would. Um, and then Chris O'Donnell shows up somehow. He's he, wor- he shows up and he's got hair, so, uh, you know, really caught me off guard. Yeah, he's got, like, a full head of hair, no buzz cut. Um, and he this shows up. Robin. He's moved on from being Robin. Now he's in really bad video game adaptation. <laughs> right. It's like uh, someone else who did that. Um. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. Really? And then, uh, then we meet Jeff Bridges' brother, Bo Bridges, whose name mm. in this movie is Character BB, is BB, which stands for <laughs> Bo Bridges. Right. Uh, and he's probably the best acted character in this movie. He's the only one who I have anything to latch on to because Max Payne gives us nothing. Right. Max Payne is just he like he's a cardboard stand-in basically the entire movie. But he doesn't have any emotion. He's constantly scowling. He's he's a complete idiot, so I don't know how he made detective. And then he's also not even that good a guy because he doesn't save anyone. And he just constantly walks into places and shoots people without thinking about it. Right, as one does. It, it's it's very bizarre that he's the main character of the movie. Yet, I, I mean, even BB has more of a of a presence than he does. And maybe that's just because it's Jeff Bridges' brother, so there's a little bit of carry-on from there. But, like... We like this guy because we like his brother in other movies. That's what, that's, what, that's what Max Payne has drug us to. We don't like this character because we like this character. Or even because we like this actor. We like this character because we like this actor's brother in other movies. I need you to understand where Max Payne got us to. This is how... This is what we're clawing for here. We're clawing for scraps. We're clawing for... This is Jeff Bridges' brother. Jeff Bridges is in good things. I can focus on that. That's and about it. So so Jeff Bridges' brother just basically introduces us to the office where um, Mrs. Payne worked. And she worked here with him. Bo Bridges is now head of security. He mentions it like six times. Gives some exposition about Mrs. Payne. And then they go to... Alex's funeral, where Alex's wife slaps Max Payne in the face and says that it's his fault, which it really isn't. Like the guy was, Alex was just doing his job. Um, and then we leave Alex's funeral, and Max Payne gets interrogated by Ludacris. <laughs> well, no, okay. I just want to talk about how stupid this funeral scene is. I'm, I'm, you can't do it about every scene because then we'd be here for the next three days. Every scene in this movie is the same. It's like 45 seconds and then we jump to the next one. He, he, So he's with BB. They, BB takes him to the woman's house. He walks in, she slaps him, and then he walks out. There, there's nothing more to the scene. You don't learn anything. You just learn his wife hates him for her husband doing his job and being killed in the line of fire. She says something so, along the lines of like, 
Like if you, if one around Max Payne dies or something, which is true, dies, she's not well, wrong. Well, yeah. Usually, because Max Payne is killing them. <laughs> Usually, because Max Payne's either shooting them or getting them just, shot, or just they just kind of happen to die. It's not even Max Payne's fault. The the three people in this movie that I care about dying who are close to Max Payne uh, are all killed by external sources that have nothing to do with Max Payne. <laughs> They're all killed by the writers' room. Um, so we leave the funeral very quickly. Max Ludacris actually shows up at the funeral to take Max Payne to interrogate him. And he does it and he starts interrogating him. And this is, at first we think like, oh, Ludacris is this like cop who wants to go after Max Payne. He's going to be like one of the, like he's the B plot bad guy. But then it turns out the interrogation was fake because Bo Bridges was paying Ludacris to interrogate him. To so that Max Payne would it's it's presented in the movie at this point so that Max Payne would quit investigating this and move on with his life. Um, that doesn't work because Max Payne breaks into Ludacris and or someone else's office to steal some files. I think it's Alex's office. He breaks into Alex's office to find right, the yes, files he, that he got Alex murdered. He, he walks through the homicide thing straight to his door, and then people just try and kill him because they think he killed Alex uh-huh. even though that that's not how I mean, policing in this universe I'm convinced this movie is a prequel to Judge Dredd mm. where you don't actually need you know evidence or court or anything like that it's just the police officers are going around murdering whoever they want because they think that they did it that's just the country that this movie takes place in <laughs> the um, country of New York um, that, yeah that's just New York so, but the way it's presented is like these, nobody tries to kill him at first. Everybody's just mad at him because they think he killed him. I don't know why they think he killed Alex when it's very clear that somebody chopped Alex's head off and then beat Max Payne to a pulp. But anyway, right, he steals the files. It doesn't matter. Like he, he was Alex's partner and his best friend. And they constantly talked about how Alex and him were still like kind of okay. No, they haven't. They haven't spoken since. Max Payne went to cold case. Like, they haven't spoken since then. This was the first time they had spoken since, and he winds up dead. <laughs> um, Max Payne, he gets the files, and then he jumps out a window. <laughs> and this is the point when you looked at me and said, he's just Batman at this point. <laughs> and he is. I he's mean, just worse Batman if you mix Batman out, with the Punisher. He jumps out a window on, like, the third or fourth floor of a building and just disappears. Like yeah, the, I can do that. I know he's got he's got like a, a leather black trench coat, so maybe he used that like Batman <laughs> and just he broke his fall. But I don't. <laughs> nothing. He, just, uh, he tucked, he tucked and rolled. He does. He just like you know, he dived ten out of ten landing. Right, yeah. you know, knees squared out. Boom, right flat. We pretty much immediately cut. We pretty much immediately cut after him jumping out the window to him. I think he's walking somewhere. Or maybe he's driving somewhere. I don't remember. Anyway, he gets kidnapped by Mia Kunis. And this is our introduction to her character, um, Mona Sachs. Um, <laughs> where Mia Kunis, she, she grabs Max Payne. She holds Max Payne at gunpoint. Basically, she thinks that he killed the woman earlier. The woman who was dead in the alley with his ID card. That's a reasonable assumption to make. She's an assassin. That girl was her sister. Um... So she thinks Max Payne did it. Max Payne tries to explain, like, hey, I wouldn't do that. I'm a homicide detective. I wouldn't leave my ID in a murder scene. I'm, I'm smart enough not to do that. That convinces her. 
you know, well, I'm convinced that Max Payne's also lying because he clearly doesn't. He clearly would do that since he forgot to take it with him to the police station that he works at. Well, you know, semantics. Um, <laughs> Mia Kunis holds Max Payne at gunpoint. Mia Kunis and Max Payne form this like alliance to try and track down the guy who killed the woman. Because it's 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 clear to both of them at this point, or it's at least clear to Max Payne, that the same guy who killed this girl is the guy who killed his wife. Um, so they decide to try and track down this guy who killed Mona Sachs's sister, which she, I, she should know given her involvement with the drug <laughs> ring, who it was who killed her sister, well, but she doesn't. Her, her involvement seems to be very like him. miss. like one, one scene she'll seem to know everything about it. And then the next scene, she's basically less knowledgeable than Max Payne, but she also, she has like cops that work for her but then also doesn't and is pretty low down in the crime ring. It's very, this movie doesn't present you with anything. The movie just kind of shows things and expects you to understand what it's talking about until this the movie last act has and then it goes. scenes and none of them connect to each other. Right. None of them whatsoever. <laughs> and this is the part you haven't seen, Daniel. And these are pretty good notes. Like these are, Josh, can you confirm that these are pretty no, solid? No, they, they Don't fight. These are like what he's saying is exactly what happens in the movie. What happens in the movie just doesn't it doesn't connect to anything. Um, So so Max Payne starts questioning Mia Kunis about a man named Owen Green. They agree to go track down Owen Green. So we pull up to Owen Green's like like crack house. What are you saying his name like that? (laughs) Because they say it, and it's one of the only names I can remember because I wrote it out. Mm. They, they um, say it about 15 times. Yeah, so so we pull up to this crack house where Owen Green is staying. It's the dingiest, like, impacted apartment you've ever seen in your life in New York City. So it's every apartment in New York City. It, it's it's about it probably goes it's for the, about the best apartment in New York City, <laughs> right? You know, it probably, it probably cost him about five hundred thousand dollars to live there. Um, Least dirty week. apartment in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they track down Owen Green. They find him in his apartment. Max Payne pulls a gun on Owen Green, but Owen Green is tripping on mystery drug. And as he's tripping on mystery drug, they're trying to talk him, like, because they want they want to question him. Uh, and then a demon pulls him out a window. It was the drug demon, so he just jumped out the window, but it's presented as he's pulled out the window. Um, yeah, so until this point in the movie, we were we were talking about this. We didn't know because we've been seeing these shadow things uh, through the druggie's eyes. Oh man, I see those all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we we didn't know if they were hallucinations or real. And this thing seemed to say that they were like genuine and like real things, but they they just aren't at all. Right? Because the guy Owen Green is like he's holding onto the brick wall and like his fingernails have chipped off and it, it, like he's being pulled. But he's just yeah, not. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you've you've seen you've seen Fight Club, though. I guess you, that's you true. can do that. I guess that's true. This, yeah, you know what, Daniel, you're right. This movie's basically just Fight Club. <laughs> this movie is as good as Fight Club. <laughs> this movie is as good as any David Fincher movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so after this, we cut pretty much immediately after Owen Green falls onto a car. We cut pretty much immediately to our bad guy, who is Lupino, just torturing a man. It's not a man who we've seen before. It's not a man who has anything to do with the plot, other than the fact that it's it's setting up that Lupino, our bad guy, likes to torture people by cutting their heads off and giving them drugs. So, gives them drugs, cuts their heads off, 
and that's the scene. We we we're there, and then we cut away. That's pretty much it. Um, Mia Kunis, aka Mona Sachs, then visits a mob boss to try and figure out where she needs to go. This mob boss talks in pretty much like just heaven and hell allegories. And he's basically talking about how the devil is building his army or something. Um, and she's like, well, who's the devil? And she's and he's like, I can't tell you that. And then she says, <laughs> what do you know about Max Payne? And he says, Max Payne's bad news. Everybody who's around Max Payne winds up dead. And he says, Max Payne's the devil. I don't think he says that. He, he doesn't, but it, he implies it. Mm, yeah. Um and then we just cut away from that scene to Max Payne. <laughs> that, that scene's over. That scene's over. So now Max Payne is visiting a storage unit. And I remember asking Josh while we're watching this, like, did we set up a storage unit? Whose storage unit is this? And he said, it's nobody's. It's nobody's storage unit. Because by this point, Josh had begun to lose it. Um, I, this was the point where I started to realize that this movie was never going to make sense. And nothing was ever going to be connected to anything else. Characters would just know things. And then not be able to tell us how they know things. I also, the, the storage unit says like Coglietis or something. And it just made me laugh because it was the, it's the most stereotypical Italian name that you could think of. Like, oh, this is uh, Venucci's pizza. But you thought it was, you thought it was like a mob boss's storage unit, but turns out I, it's, I, the, I it it's like, the police department's. I, I thought it was like a, like a, you know, some sort of scrapping car lot where a mob boss would hang out and Max Payne was going to go and interrogate a guy to find out some something, some form of information in this movie so that the audience could know something was going on. And he doesn't. He just he finds some files and he yes. goes, something was... I, what, what was the line? Oh, I, uh, I always thought that I must be missing something, but it turns out something was missing. Yeah, so it wasn't the police department's files. I was wrong about that. It was the company where Acer. Mrs. Payne worked. Acer. Acer, yeah, Acer, Acer, yeah. And so he goes... Like the gods, get it? Right. Acer, Acer. Like the like gods like Norse mythology. Right. So he get goes it? to talk to Bo Bridges, and he finds out some of the files are missing, and he says that line that Josh just so beauti beautifully said, I thought I was missing something, but turns out something was missing. Is um, that the real line that he says? Yes, that's, that's real. Line. That's true. <laughs> that's oh, um, man. <laughs> then Max Payne buys a subway ticket because we're done with that scene. We're done in the diner. We're just going to jump to the subway. So he buys a subway ticket to visit his old house, like where he lived with his wife and daughter. Um, this is where Daniel came in. He visits his old house. We flash back to his wife's murder. And that's pretty much that scene. It goes yellow for a bit, which is a nice contrast to the the blue that this movie is constantly presenting. <laughs> the blue and red. Yeah, it's everything is blue or red, and then now it's all yellow. They put the it's a very it's a very the, the, the Mexico Middle East filter on, <laughs> right. and um, that's that scene. It's over. Like it, we're 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 introduced. We're in his old house, and then we leave his old house. Nothing happens. Um, then Marky Mark decides to go and question Chris O'Donnell, who works at Acer, worked with his wife. So he goes to Crest question Chris O'Donnell, and he does so by breaking into his office before Chris O'Donnell gets there. Or doesn't break in, he just walks in, I guess. 
um, because the, the I, think, I think that's how you're supposed to question someone, well, right? He just, he stands, but the secretary knew. Yeah, he stands very ominously in his office, just staring at a painting, and someone's like, "Hey, someone's in your office," as if they didn't background check this guy. Apparently, meetings aren't a thing. You just walk in and expect him to eventually arrive. She did say like she did say he's a detective, so she knew something. I like to imagine. I, I, will, that he, I will say, I don't think it's a good thing, but from what. From what I saw and have heard you guys saying about this movie, this movie plays out like a video game. Right. In the way that it's just, it doesn't make sense and everything is just... Well, yeah, it it does play out like a video game from from the 2000s, which Max Payne was. Right. The the, the Max Payne video game is much more like a a, a graphic novel. Like, you'll play through a mission and then it'll go to a cutscene and the cutscene's just comic panels. With a neo with a noir overtone to it, but this movie it skipped out on all of the noir stuff and tried to just do scenes that don't connect to each other. Well, it tried to it, get away with just doing a voice o voiceover and that being the noir stuff, and but it only but, does it at the beginning. It doesn't do it. Yeah, I was gonna the whole say movie. If, if it hadn't, I think this movie with a narration would be much better because I don't. in fact I. I almost think that they probably tried to do that, and then some studio executive shot it down and said it feels too old timey. Or they probably thought like, "Oh, we tried that with Blade Runner, and everyone hated it, so let's don't do that here." Right, but like it, it, the narration would solve basically every issue here because it would tell the audience where Max Payne's going and his like inner thoughts and how he knows stuff and something about the movie. Um, but no, instead you just get. Marky Mark staring at a wall waiting for Chris O'Donnell to come in. And I, I like to imagine that Max Payne was there for a good few hours. And every time someone, every time the secretary came in to, to say like, oh, I'm sorry, he'll be here soon, I'm sure. He started doing his monologuing thing because he just, <laughs> he didn't just said, know he was there. I don't believe in heaven. <laughs> I don't believe in I heaven. I believe in pain. Death. My, wife, my wife and child were murdered. I'm looking for my wife's murderer. Why are you, why are you here, Max Payne? I need to question Chris <laughs> O'Donnell. Uh, so Chris O'Donnell comes in. Chris O'Donnell comes in and he starts questioning him by just punching him in the face. There's one point where he's literally about to, to talk, and then Max Payne punches him in the face again so that he can't. He, he's uh, mid answer. He's mid answer, and he's like, uh, "Your wife, your wife worked for us. She was doing this thing, and then he punches her." <laughs> yeah, right. And, and, he, and, and gives him a concussion, <laughs> and he can't right. keep telling him. Uh, then Chris O'Donnell, Chris O'Donnell says, we need to take that file that is just conveniently on his desk. Why didn't Max Payne search his desk? He's a detective. Um, he says, grab that file, and then we've got to get out of here because they're going to kill me. Then the SWAT team shows up, which we find out is the security for this business, which is kind of shady, but we, we, we're just more confused at the moment. <laughs> like, like it's, in retrospect, oh, that makes sense. That was a setup. But it's really confusing at the moment. Um, the, the SWAT team, they, they take out Chris O'Donnell. Like they just shoot that man. Max Payne escapes, um, somehow. And there's some slow motion. It's probably the best action scene in the movie. Like there's some good shooting and whatnot. But it's very, it's very like, uh, smooth. A lot of the other action scenes in this movie, very shaky and quick and nothing really happens. But this has this is all in slow motion. There's some solid stunts in it, like people get shot and then go flying over three tables. Um, Wait, everyone that gets shot goes flying. Like, yeah, flying everybody in this room. movie. And it's kind of cool. I liked it. I yeah. liked it. That that was my favorite really artistic bit of this movie. Um, 
Right. Ludicrous... Again, it made it feel like a video game. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. Ludacris shows up um, and lets Max Payne escape and tells the squat team, like, oh, what'd you do? You let him escape. When, when he's the one who just let him go. Um, but that's because Ludacris is the only good guy in this whole movie. Um, Max escapes. Um, and in the file is a tape of Lupino talking about the drug. Turns out that Acer was involved with the drug the whole time, the company where Max Payne's wife worked. They were basically making a, a drug for soldiers to make them stronger and less fearful in, in the war. But in doing so, only like 1% of them were stronger and less fearful. The rest of them saw demon bats. Um... Which is a horrible side effect for your drug. Did they all see demon bats? Like, even if they were stronger? Yes, but some of them didn't get... uh, Not all of them got attacked, yeah. Right. Some of them got really scared. Some of them thought the demon bats were helping them. Basically, this drug was was PCP, I think. (laughs) Right. Also, like... It didn't seem very much like the, the demons were hunting them or anything. They just kind of... It just kind of happened. It happened at random. There, there's the one guy in the subway at the beginning of the movie who... He's taken the drug. They, they're showing to be, like, shaking from withdrawals or something, and then they don't take any more. They go to confront Max Payne. One of them runs away and then starts seeing demons just before he's hit by a train. And right. Much like when you're on PCP. I'm assuming they <laughs> right. see the demons the whole time. It's just when the demons start to attack them that they die. I, I guess. Because they all have, they all get the tattoo of, they all get the tattoo of the bird. We skip the tattoo shop scene. Uh, they get the tattoo of the bird wings, which is supposed to protect them from the demons, uh, if they have it. But it doesn't protect all of them. And then we, like the girl who died earlier, Mona Sachs, remember her? Her sister, when she dies, she's like, not yet, like, like you you were supposed to be, it's, it's not time yet, and then she gets killed by the demons. Um, and by that I mean she gets killed by Lupino, who just stands ominously over her, and he's in several scenes just kind of standing on rooftops, looking down over the people he's murdered as the cops are <laughs> circling the place. My, my, my favorite is an attachment one, because he, he's standing on the rooftop when she dies. And then it, it's like a full day later, and he's still in the exact same spot, just staring at the police. So it doesn't even look like he did anything. He was just kind of bored and uh, spying on people. Yeah, he took a nap up there. Um, he also, Lupino, despite in the movie so far being presented as the bad guy, it, he doesn't even feel like the bad guy. He feels like the bad guy's main henchman. Right. He feels like the muscle. Like, he's the guy who the bad guy hires to take everybody out. I guess, I mean, I guess he kind of was. He was. No, that, that was is correct. Good. But the movie he presents was. him as the main bad guy, which makes you think, right. oh, there's another bad guy. So it kind of takes the whole twist ending thing out of it. Right. It's like, oh, okay. So it is a standard movie. <laughs> right. Um, and so Mia Kunis and Max Payne, they watch the tape. Max Payne says he's going after Lupino. Mia Kunis says, you can't, you'll die. Lupino is standing on a rooftop and he, a rooftop and he takes some more drugs to make him stronger for when Max Payne shows up. How he knows Max Payne is coming, I don't know. And so we, Max Payne, he hunts him down uh, and then he, he tries to kill him and he is losing. And so BB actually winds up shooting Lupino and saving Max Payne's uh, life. 
Then, in this attempt to escape, we find out that, turns out, the whole time, Lapino was, uh, was or, or BB was the guy who, who killed Max Payne's wife. He, he did it, and he hired Lapino to be his muscle as he spread this drug throughout the, the streets to make more money. <laughs> um, head of security, BB. Um, so then they try to put Max, they put Max Payne in handcuffs and they try to tie him to a weight to throw him in the frozen lake. Um, and he just, he, he, uh, morphs out of his (laughs) The handcuffs disappear and he starts (laughs) to run away. Um, and then he just jumps in the lake himself. Right. And they go, yeah, that's good enough. Right. BB says, ah, he'll freeze to death. And he almost does. Just, just watch. Just, you know, stick around and watch for a minute. <laughs> right, they don't. They just turn around and leave. Like, he's in the lake. He's either going to drown or freeze to death in minutes. Just let him do that. Or, yeah, or he's going to swim just back Just get that there. confirmation, you know? Yeah, All you got to do is sit there. 15 minutes. What do you have to do? Immediately after, he's like, he's going to drown. Leave him. And they walk away. He pops back up he like he surfaces and you can see his head if they waited for five minutes they go if they, ju- oh, if they just turned around thing. a split second after like walking away they would they would have seen silly little marky mark's head pop out of the boston harbor <laughs> um in my notes it just says max Payne drowns and then the next note is max Payne survives the drowning <laughs> mm. um so max Payne he climbs back up onto the pier and then he takes, because BB was trying to frame him for having these drugs, so he stuck drugs in his pocket. And he takes the drugs, the demon drugs. And then the snowflakes turn into fire, and he just, like, screams like he's a demon. And then we get a lot of very comical shots of him, like his drug POV, where it's just, like, his face on, like, a GoPro, and it's all rounded and, and fish-eyed. It, it's it's that it's that one weekend meme where he's, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then this guy's about to kill Max, and Mia Kunis, Ma- Monasak shows up and kills that guy. Like, like, so she came to help out Max. And then uh, Max Payne just blows through a bunch of dudes to get to the top of this building where Bow Bridges is waiting on his helicopter that <laughs> doesn't show up ever. Uh, and then Max Payne shoots Bow Bridges. The SWAT team shows up. To arrest Max Payne, and the the cut to credit scene of this movie is Max Payne sitting on this rooftop with an s- entire SWAT team pointing their guns at him, even though it's presented that he's not the bad guy, but he's definitely going to jail for killing all of those people. Well, no, but then and he didn't because then there was a post credit scene yes. where he's just like the the Spider Man No Way Home Venom scene where he's just like in a bar. This movie but invented the, the post credit scene. Came out before <laughs> Iron Man. I, I just don't think that's true. Uh, Iron Man also wasn't the first movie to have a post credit scene. We looked this up. This movie also came out after Iron Man. Um, <laughs> so here's my theory with the post credit scene. Now the post credit scene is is very simple. Uh, Max Payne goes into a bar. Mona Sachs is there. She's got some files about the the lady who runs. Acer. Right. Yeah. No. That's, I, I don't think we mentioned her at all um because but she's she's inconsequential showed, to this movie it showed a lady in a limousine like a couple times giving orders on the phone and that was apparently the main bad guy from the video games and was meant to be set up as the bad she was, guy later she was running the, the whole thing right she was Bo bridges's right. boss 
She was she was Miss Acer. She right. was the Acer god. Um, and so he gets the files, and then he like smirks at Mona Sachs or whatever, setting up a sequel. I think this was probably like the final scene of the movie, and then Iron Man came out, and it had the post credit scene, and everybody was like, "Oh, that's cool." There's a post credit scene, and so they're like, "Let's put a post credit scene in Max Payne," and so they do, and um, they probably just snipped that right from after the. Because the, the scene on the rooftop doesn't feel like the ending. Like, it feels like there should be something else after that. I even well, said the, that the when whole, the credits started. I was like, there's no the, way this is this is the end. The whole movie feels like there should be something else. <laughs> well, that's true. Like a like a plot. <laughs> like, like a plot or characters or setting. Just something, anything. Um, I, I, I so it sets up a sequel games. that we never got. When do you think it's going to come out? <laughs> So it's coming. It's coming this year with uh with Avatar two. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's Max Payne. That's the plot of Max Payne. Plot. Plot is. It's a, a very loose word. I'm using it very loosely, but that's the plot <laughs> of Max Payne. Um, it sucks. I can tell you that much. Um, it, it, I, I, so I played the game. I, I played Max Payne one and a bit of Max Payne two leading up to this because I was like, I haven't played them in a while. And I'm curious about how much of the movie is going to be in this. Um, and as it turns out, the movie is a pretty, I don't want to say accurate, but it is a, it's, it's, like it's certainly an adaptation. Heard, it's a it's movie. It's one of the adaptations it's, it's of all like, time. It's like someone described the game to someone else and then they made a movie based off of that. Like the, Which the to be fair is probably what happened. Right, exactly. I I doubt. I know Marky Mark didn't play it because he said he was too scared of getting addicted to the game. Uh, and then he said that the guy who made this is one of the best directors he's ever worked with, which really tells you something. Um, but like the the characters and the story kind of match up with the game. Like uh, you know, BB and Lupino and whatever the woman is, they're all characters in the game. And Monosax. Uh, and Mona Sachs and Valkyrie is a thing. So is uh, Lupino being a weird occultist kind of guy. And Ace does, he, is the does he cut off heads in the video game? No, he just kind of runs a church. Zero out of ten, not playing it. He, he kind of runs a church with a lot of people in it that have cloaks on, and that's kind of it. And he has a weird eye tattoo, which they, cool. they kept. Um, but like, I mean, even Mona Sachs's sister dying is in the game. Uh, but. It's still very loose because it misses out. The biggest thing that Max Payne had going for it was its style. It had, uh, you know, bullet dodge where you could dive and shoot bullets in slow motion, which they do once in this movie. And then, well, they they it, do they do once in this movie, but it's like an entire scene that's yeah, just in slow motion, and it, it really takes funny. away from the effect. And the, the, the whole thing at the I've end, seen. the thing at the end when he takes the drugs, just reminds me of Doom when they did that in Doom the same thing that they did in the Rock's Doom movie. This movie, the, the the third act of this movie is just the same as the third act of the Doom movie because it's this whole idea of, well, this this thing is the plot of the video game where he just runs around and, and shoots thugs. So we have to do that here so that, like, in our third act, so that it feels like the video game. But it's like there were, there. I mean, presumably... And I mean, I know that there were, after I started watching, there were other scenes of him shooting in which they didn't do the bullet time as much. Like, they did it, like, once in the, like, SWAT shootout scene. 
the first well, no, SWAT shootout no, no, scene. Dan, 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 you're forgetting. There's that one scene where he's with the shotgun and he like drops backwards and shoots up at the guy who's also shooting at him, <laughs> and they use the same two shots for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, he finally shoots but, the guy. Yeah, he finally finally gets him. But like, but it's like I think I think the the bullet time thing could have been neat if it had been done sparingly throughout the movie and yeah, not just. It crammed into the last 10 minutes of the movie you use it twice really like you use it once at the beginning to kind of show max Payne's. uh you get you know use it at the beginning to use a fun action scene to get people well, actually you could even, you could even do movies. like you could do like the long compilation of it at the beginning if you want like if you want to do like a like compilation of him just like fighting different criminals to show that he's all you know thugged out and right, exactly. Well, you could have done a montage. You could have done you. You could open with his wife's murder, and then cut to a montage of him just hunting down people to get to the point where we are now. Instead of just there are, um, dropping there are a lot us of in, you could have done with this movie that weren't right. done. Um, yeah, I mean, we we said this when we were watching the movie. The main what the movie presents as the main bad guy, Lupino, doesn't have any relation to Max Payne whatsoever throughout the entire film. Like he doesn't know who he is. He he doesn't meet him. He's well. Other he does that, meet him. Well, other than that one scene of him staring at him, they don't know each other and they never see each other again until he kills him. And like like it should have. What should have been happening is Lupino's this guy that Max Payne continually like bugs around, and he's like, I know you killed my wife, but he can't get enough evidence to legally prosecute him. So he starts going rogue and on a rampage and shooting criminals and stuff to right to, and doing cool bullet time stuff. Right, and calling and doing action fun action scene things. I'd love to see the guys who made John Wick make this because I think they. I'd, lo- I'd love to see anyone competent make <laughs> right. this. The guys I'd who made to- John Wick made this. It's, it's just John, John Wick. Wick. John <laughs> like, Wick. <laughs> this is just Not- a bad version of a a thousand better movies that I've seen. Well, the the weird like the weirdest nah, thing. The, me, the weirdest thing is that the game is just a noir, and you didn't do a noir. They did a visual style, but why not have the narration? Why not have it was an a actual visual style? Game? But it was a really friggin' ugly visual style. <laughs> the movie is very noir. ugly too. Like they're going for the neo noir. Like everything is kind of smoky and grainy and blue and whatever. But they didn't pull it off. Like like Blade Runner is an example of a movie that pulled it off. Now, is that a fair comparison? No. Blade Runner had a significantly higher budget <laughs> you know, than this you're, movie. You're right, though. You're right, though. This movie's just not as good as Blade Runner. It tried, yeah. but it's, it's not as good as Blade Runner. <laughs> right. Um, and it also didn't have the budget and whatever. Um, but it it this movie's ugly. I said while we were watching, this movie feels like instead of I'm, instead of feeling like I'm watching a movie, I feel like I'm scrolling through Mark Wahlberg's TikTok and like <laughs> Getting like a bunch of twenty second TikTok videos. Yeah, it's 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 a it's basically just like a showcase reel of like, hey, look at the movie that we can make. And it and it sucks and it's ugly. And it's and bad. It. It's awful. It's it's this is worse than Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes was fun. This Planet of the Apes compared to this movie is the best movie of all time. Uh I, 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 I think I, I think that's going to be the the trend with the Marky Mark sweep is right. every every one is going to make the next or the I, last one look like godsend. I have a I have faith in Daddy's Home too. I think Daddy's Home too is going to be a fun one. <laughs> Daddy's like, Home think, too will at the very least make me laugh at least once on purpose. Right, it's going to make right. it's probably going to make me cry. Uh, but 
<laughs> if it does, I I'm sure I'll punish myself in some way. Um, it's the. It, I'm very much looking forward to that happening. I will say that. This movie may very well be the worst movie we've watched on the podcast outside of Godzilla vs. Kong. Like, as I'm thinking back to all of the things that we've watched over over time, you know, uh, Attack of the Clones was pretty bad, but this movie reminds me of Attack of the Clones. Um, Doom 2005 is, is better than this one. Um, Mortal Kombat 95 also didn't care for that one better than this one. As I'm just like thinking back over all of the movies we've watched since we started doing this, this one's probably the worst one. It's, it's probably a tie with Attack of the Clones, actually, the more I think about it. But it's oh, like... I, I say that, at least Attack of the Clones had characters. This movie doesn't even it, have well, No, Attack characters. of the Clones does not have characters. Attack of the Clones no, no. in this movie are very, no, very it, similar. Okay, Attack of the Clones had had one good character, and it was the giant praying mantis. Yeah, okay, so Attack of the Clones edges this movie out because it has a giant praying <laughs> mantis in it. Speaking of Attack of the Clones, I just want to remind people that we could be watching Obi-Wan right now. Yeah, Yeah. for those of you watching on on YouTube next week, uh, because these episodes go up a day or or a week early on streaming platforms um, and a week later on on YouTube, uh, we're recording this on the Friday that Obi-Wan was released officially, the first two episodes, and instead and of watching it... none of us have watched it yet. No, nobody has watched it because we're talking about Max Payne. <laughs> we're talking about a movie from 2008 that I don't even think Marky Mark remembers filming. And that's the thing about this movie. I didn't know it existed. Um, so, I, there's that. Like, I, 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 wish, I wish I still didn't know that it existed. <laughs> right. It's the, Genuinely... This movie sucks. Okay, so there's... I'm a big video game guy, right? That's my thing. The video games. The video games. And right. A video game enthusiast, as it were. I, I, I'm a, I'm a video game enjoyer. Mm. So I know a lot of different bad movie adaptations of video games. This is possibly the worst. And I, I say that having seen Mortal Kombat. Because... Assassin's Creed is pretty bad. Assassin's Creed is pretty bad, but it at least keeps the core thing of the game. <laughs> mm, I guess that's true. There, there is at least an assassin in Assassin's Creed. This movie <laughs> barely features Max Payne. As no, a, as Max a, as Payne a, is in every scene. He just no, doesn't as, as have as a, any sort of character or personality. Right. As, as something that I can focus on, Max Payne is like a blur in, in that every scene that he's in, I am focused on anyone who is not Max Payne instead of him. Um, this movie was made for $35,000. Um, wow, 35000 The gross, <laughs> this movie made at the box office. Would anybody like to have a, take a guess at how much this movie made? Uh, $2.50. Uh, 15000 No, it did make, it made money. I mean, it made mm. <laughs> it made forty thousand at the box office. Hmm. So you know, it's it, more than it deserves. More than it, more than it deserves. Imagine, Opening weekend, I, it made seventeen thousand dollars. I'd also like to say that the postal movie had fifteen million as its budget. Right? Is that true? I, I'm pretty sure it was fifteen million. I feel I, like I, it. I, I feel like I looking. told you that, but I may have been lying. <laughs> it's possible. Oh no! It. I was not lying. That the actual budget for that is fifteen million. 
Um, a little bit of trivia, really. <laughs> Probably quickly. did not make as much. I just want to say, like, um, <laughs> I, they went to JK. Simmons. Yeah. Um, I'm looking. So I'm looking at the movie, Max Payne movie now, and I've just seen that it had two writers. One of who was Bo Thorne, who hasn't really written anything since Max Payne or before Max Payne, and the other one was Sam Lake, who he was the uh, writer and face model for every game that the guys who made Max Payne made. The guy with which the is, funny face. The guy with the it's funny really face. shocking. It's really shocking that the movie was as badly written as it was, considering that the guy who made the original game made it. Uh, there is an unrated version of this movie that was released that we haven't do you, seen. Do you think, Josh, do you think that that guy actually had any I, say in the script of this movie? Or do you think he was just credited as a script writer because it was based on his, his video right. game? I think oh, my, it's my, that. My, I think it's what he yeah, said, for that. sure. I'm just going to find the I, I, I'm just going to have a IMDb which doesn't say that, but that's also because no one has cared about Max Payne, so they haven't filled in anything on this, probably. Mm, true. I, I, I wonder what's in the unrated version, then, that makes this different, because this was... Um, like, I, mean, I, think, had... I think it's just more blood. Probably more oh, blood, more brutal. And, and then there's also... Um, this movie, much like Blade Runner, also has <laughs> many cuts. Um... There's this a couple other cuts. Blade Runner. I really hope there's a cut out there that has narration over it so that I know what's happening. I hate narration in movies. Like, I think it needs oh. to be used very, very sparingly. I don't think it ever really works. Unless it's like like the Batman, where it's in pretty much the opening scene and maybe the end of the movie, and that's it. I don't think you should have narration in the middle of your movie because I don't like it. Um, I would love it in this movie so that I know what's happening. Uh... I, I, uh, I, I still just we didn't talk about the best part of the movie, which is uh, when Max Payne goes to find Lupino and he finds him at a club called Ragnarok. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about Ragnarok. Ragnarok. It's called uh, what was it called again? Like like the, the Dragon and the Rock or something? Ra- Ragland and Brock or something? <laughs> right. And it, it's it's like a neon sign, and half the letters are faded out, so it just says Ragnarok. Right, because get it? They're doing it's like a it's like a Norse mythology thing. They have the Acer and the Val. The, oh yeah, I don't think did we mention that the drug is called Valkyrie? No, we didn't. We didn't mention yeah. any of that. We didn't mention any <laughs> of the things. The drug is we called Valkyrie. The, the club the is called Ragnarok. They were trying to go for it's because so- it doesn't make any sense with the way it's presented in this movie. This, it's okay, just so co- it's a string of coincidences that happened. Also, uh, now I'm reading through uh, like a, a, a written version of this, so I can actually see what's happening more. I've realized that that opening where he's in the subway is the entire first level of the game. Because oh, that's fun. The first, level, the first level of the game is Max Payne goes down to a subway to meet his friend D.A. Alex Balder, and then uh, Balder gets murdered and Max Payne gets framed for it, which I guess happens in this movie. They just kind of gloss over it. And then the next... 15 missions is Max Payne stumbling uh, across Lupino and the drugs and a theft and a robbery and a whole conspiracy that he tries to shut down. So does you you've played the game Josh does the 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 Norse god Acer Valkyrie theme does that have like any significance in the games or is that just a thing that they so did, didn't do in this? Val- Valkyrie and Acer in the games. Like, Acer, they, they, they stay in the games the same way. There's no weird demons or, like, visual representation of the Valkyries. 
uh, or like any kind of hallucination whatsoever. It's just kind of, it's very grounded where it's like, oh, they're just called that because they're all in reference to North mythology. They're not, they don't try it's and pose it. It's not actually like trying to like no, make no. it Norse mythology. The, 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 like cool. I said, the closest you get is one mission where you hunt Lupino uh, through like a church, I think. And he's got this all uh, occult stuff and everyone's in cloaks. Uh, and that's, that's about it. I was going to ask you the same question. Because there's a, there's a 2012 f- short fan film called Max Payne Valhalla. And so I was just curious as to... But, I mean, like, they, it is a thing. It's just not what this game has made out to be the thing. Mm. Okay, cool. I, also, uh, the, the woman who plays Natasha, Olga Kulienko, I think her name is, um, she was in another really awful video game adaptation where the, the main protagonist is basically emotionless. She was in Hitman, which I didn't realize. Mm, I thought you were going to say uh, she was in Resident Evil. <laughs> Uh, no, but the guy who that, plays that also part... has a lead who is just emotionless. But that that's not done intentionally. I don't think. I think that's just because the director's wife can't act. I I don't. <laughs> the guy who plays Max Payne's partner in this movie is in Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City, the best movie of all time. Uh, Mid the the video game adaptation web runs deep, and you could you could and probably play shouldn't. like. It shouldn't. You can probably play Six Degrees of Separation with all of them. I want to be done talking one, about one this. One good thing can... I can say about this movie is it made me kind of want to play the Max Payne games. It didn't. And that's it, it made me want to. That's it. It made me want to never do anything ever again. <laughs> can, can we be done talking about this? It's making me sad. I think we we're done talking about this a while ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would have been fine not talking about this while we were watching the movie. Yeah, cool. All right. Uh, we've basically given final thoughts. We don't have to do that again. Next week, we will be watching Daddy's Home 2, starring Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson. And I'm so much more excited for that than I am. I, I, I'm so glad that this is done. I can't wait for the week after. I'm so excited for the week after. There are going to be some of these coming up as we go. Um, and I don't want to spoil anything, but there are going to be some that are hard to sit through. I don't think any of them are going to be as hard to sit through as this one was. I, 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 I think I, I think there's going to be at least a few more that are going to be. I, hard I can, to sit I can think of a this. whole week that's going to be yeah. hard. I think, <laughs> I think there movie. are some that are going to be worse, but I think they'll be more enjoyable because there's nothing really to latch on to with this movie. So I think there will be some where at least there's something to talk about. Or something to under like something to either laugh at or latch onto. This movie has nothing. There's nothing to laugh at. There's nothing to to enjoy. Mark Wahlberg doesn't do anything funny with his face other than just his face, <laughs> right? He, I mean, he does have a pretty naturally funny face. He uh, he doesn't even speak in his accent in this one. He just no. He doesn't like even he doesn't even talk like he's from Boston. He's doing a a, a fake voice, and it sounds like Christopher Walken. It's, it's my, bad. my wife and kid were murdered. That's how he talks the whole so what's movie. His, what's, his, what's his kid in this just named Baby? Because that was it, that was it, what yes. was written on the, yes, the door. On, on, his, on his door was written Baby, and that was the door to his bedroom, not the baby's room. <laughs> no, there was a crib in there. The baby just also has a full size bed. Yeah, he's spoiling the kid. You know, it's it's the, it's the first kid, so they they get spoiled. That's how it works. All right, let's be done. I'm done.
Let's go. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Join us next week. Again, (laughs) it was about Max Payne. Join us next week. Max Payne. (laughs) Join us next week as we watch Daddy's Home Two on the very next episode of Semi Pro.